3: Sometimes you are the windshield, sometimes you are the bug. Just depends on which side of the aisle you're on. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, old friends, as we crack open. An audiobook, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and beyond, on the vast and massively powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the line, the goal line formation. As we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over ten. 1,000 recommended installers. I'm told that's a lot. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And we are back at it again. The powerful microphones of FSR as we yap the night away. And our lead this hour. Play the hits, my man. Play the hits. Well, not much of a game in the NFL. Uh, not an attractive matchup. The dog's breakfast of a game. A couple of sub-500 teams in the AFC West. Locking horns here. The NFL, though, stands atop the food chain. So if it involves the NFL, we are there. The Chargers traveling circus, paying a visit to Sin City. They know a thing or two about circuses in Sin City. Play date with the Raiders. Al Michaels and Herbie were barking into the Amazon. They were there hanging out. Uh, now, I don't know if you saw the game or not. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe you don't have Amazon. You don't know that whole streaming thing majig and all that. You don't, and I hear that from people. I, say, I, don't, I don't know how to watch these games on the Amazon. You're just not into that thing. That's fine. Uh, don't worry. We watched so you would not have to. It was our good mitzvah of the day, and it was historical is the word I would use. It was historical because someone named Aiden O'Connell, who I'm told is a quarterback for the Raiders, threw four touchdown passes, and the silver and black... A proud franchise. The autumn wind is a Raider. And uh, they scored the most points of any Raider team. Holy Rich Gannon, Batman. Where have you gone? Lincoln Kennedy. The Raiders put up 63 points and coulda, shoulda had more than that. A 63 to 21. Curb-stopping, a molly whopper of a win over the pathetic Chargers. The Raiders on this night, it was a Bambi performance. They played the role of thumper as they thumped the Chargers. Vegas improves to 6-8. and eight. They led this game 42 to nothing at halftime. Let me repeat that for those of you in the back of the room. 42-0 at halftime. They were 10 points away from tying the all-time NFL record Points in a game. They took their foot off the pedal late in the game. But the better story is not with the Raiders. As many points as they scored, the better story is in the losing locker room. So let us discuss the question where does this performance, if you want to call it a performance, where does this outing leave the Chargers head coach Brandon Staley, the already embattled Brandon Staley? So I've got Johnny Cash, DoorDash, and Sweet Melody, and we will combine all of these things together. We're going to roll out the red carpet, which is what Brandon Staley can walk down when he exits the team facility. So my first thought here is that Brandon Staley should be visiting human resources about the time the Chargers plane lands back in L.A. Uh, This team has been sinking under Brandon Staley into quicksand uh, as he has been the Charger coach, it's, if he's not let go, and the chances are pretty good, while we are doing the show, we will get a a message from one of the insiders that Brandon Staley has been fired. Uh, I I would be stunned if he has the job by the time the suns come uh, the sun comes up in the morning. But we're doing the show right now, so at the time we're doing this, we don't know whether he's been fired or he will be fired. But if he's not fired, it is a referendum on ownership. Like, what is your level of passion? Do you really care? It doesn't whisper. It screams to make a change. Now, if I owned the Chargers, I'd have a lot more money. I wouldn't be doing an overnight radio show. And Brandon Staley would have been whacked after the Chargers blew a 27-point lead in the playoff game. Shout out Jacksonville. But this, this was the kind of performance that... You normally see in basketball. I remember back in the old days when I covered the NBA a lot before I got into the talk radio game. uh, And it was reminiscent of a team that was tired of the coach. And they just they felt like, we got to get rid of this guy. So we go out there and play some terrible games. The front office will fire the coach. We call it like we see it. The Chargers are quitters. They quit on Brandon Staley. They're quitters. They played the woe is me card from the bottom of the deck. There is no way. There is no way you give up that many points if you're trying. None. I said the same thing when the Broncos got flummoxed by the Miami Dolphins. They they gave up a 70-burger in that game. But the Chargers thing here uh, is even more egregious. It's a short week. Justin Herbert's out. Keenan Allen's out. Some other players aren't playing. And the guys that were left, a bunch of GQ guys, game quitters. They gave up. The Chargers had five fumbles in this game. They lost four of the five fumbles and a pick six. They gave up a fat guy touchdown in this game. They gave up a fat guy touchdown. Anyway, we have Brandon Staley post-game. So let's hear from Brandon Staley. Uh, He hadn't been fired as he walked off the field. So there's a positive for Brandon Staley. And you'll hear the question and the answer. Staley was asked... About whether or not there is still a buy-in from the team. Take a listen.
1: Why do you still believe that guys still believe in you that you can go back in there and, and lead this
3: yeah. team to whatever the rest of the season is? Yeah, you'll you'll go talk to the guys after this, and you'll you'll be able to hear from them. And I know these guys really well. well that's not. What does, what does that mean? <laughs> you know them really well. <laughs> well that's great. You, you can Be friends with them when you're let go. All right. Here's more from Brandon Staley. You got to think he coached his last game, right? Chargers play next Saturday against the Buffalo Bills in LA. You, you got a long stretch here because of the Thursday game into Friday. Uh, here's Brandon Staley asked the million dollar question about whether or not he will remain as coach in La La Land. Do
2: you expect to be the coach here tomorrow?
3: I don't know that. Do you, do you think he you should be? Yes. Why? I know that what I've done here for three years and I know
5: what I put into this and, you know, I know that we're capable of going. Uh, I know the type of coach that
3: I am. I believe in myself. Um, But again, this isn't about me. This is about a a group that's hurting in there.
2: We got to get some rest and we got to get ready for Buffalo.
3: Yeah. Uh, Newsflash. It is about you. It's all about you. And uh, the Chargers ownership group should turn on uh, Johnny Cash tune and send Brandon Staley to the dusty Winnemucca road, which by the way is in Northern Nevada. So it's, you know, just not, not in Southern Nevada, but Northern Nevada, the Winnemucca road. But, and seeing while you're playing that in the background, play na, 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 na. hey, Hey, goodbye. And they already have the ready made coach in waiting. Kellen Moore, who was boy wonder in Dallas. And then he fell out of favor. He's the offensive coordinator. You can give Kellen Moore a look the rest of the season, and find out whether or not you see anything there, whether you want to bring him back as the full-time head coach, which is the kind of move the Chargers will probably make because it's not going to cost them a ton of money. Now, turning the page, on the other side of the stadium there in Sin City, how are things looking for Antonio Pierce? He's also fighting to keep his head coaching job with the Raiders. So looking at all the gauges, looking at all the barometers on the pirate ship, the pendulum here is is obviously moved back in his direction. How could it not move back in his direction? He just won a game. He scored 63 points. How does it not move in the direction of Antonio Pierce? But the, the Raiders were flying around like vipers uh, in this game, and uh, they were there. They were there. The door, somebody knocked on the door. They rang the bell. It was DoorDash. The Chargers left a bag of victory. Right there at the front door, and all the Raiders had to do was open the front door and grab that bag from DoorDash, and they, they were good to go. But, but still, you look at the overall body work. It's now been six games since Josh McDummy, Josh McDaniels, was whacked as coach of the Raiders, and Antonio Pierce took over. So the Raiders are 3-3. Three three. They've beaten the Chargers, the Giants, and the Jets, lost a relatively close game to the Dolphins and Vikings, where they didn't score the last game go from scoring no points to scoring 63 points in the span of less than a week, and lost a game against Kansas City uh, by a couple of touchdowns. But you, you do it without Aiden O'Connell being any good. I mean, he had a big game here, but he's just a jag. And Antonio Pierce, he's a defensive guy, and six games in, the Raiders defensively are allowing an average of 12.1 points per game. So the jury is still out. It really depends on what kind of meal Mark Davis has at P.F. Chang's, whether or not he's going to keep Antonio Pierce or not as coach. And there's obviously a few more games to be played. All right, last word here. So in the lead-up to this game, defensive end Max Crosby made right out of central casting to be a Raider. Max Crosby snapped when the topic of the silver and black shutting down their star players. So some NFL media weasels have been advocating for the Raiders to just shut her down, and Crosby shouldn't play. Devontae Adams, uh, Josh Jacobs, who didn't play in this game on Thursday night, but uh, the, the talking point is don't play these guys. Just shut it down, tank. So speaking to reporters, as he deals with his own knee injury, Max Crosby played in the game on Thursday night. He called the idea of players sitting out, all right, sitting out of uh, any games, uh, any games that the Raiders completely are out of contention. He called it a bunch of bull pucky. Now, I cleaned that up for radio. I quoted Jay Scoop, bunch of bull pucky. He said, There's a lot of bull pucky going on around here about shutting people down because of this, that. Uh, he said, But that's a bunch of bull pucky, uh, Max Crosby said. He said, You train all year and you, you train to play 17 game's guarantee. So that's what we plan on doing. So how do you appraise Max Crosby's pushback on the media's effort for Operation Shutdown in Nevada? So I loved it. Okay, I loved it. The sweet melody is music to my ears as uh, Crosby continues to have the warrior spirit. And I despise this this neurosis that so many people in the sporting world have of shutting it down and It's good to hear that Max Crosby is at least publicly ignoring the, out of an abundance of caution, we must shut it down. Uh, I like the guys that have the code of the West, right? Take pride in what you do, finish what you start. And a lot of NFL players have that, that. It's more of a disease in basketball where they don't have that. They're quitters in basketball. But in football, they don't operate. That way.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of The Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal
1: podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A blue
3: light special, if you will. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, kindred spirits, as we stay in the pocket Coast to coast, border to border and beyond on the vast and intergalactically powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the bases as we cover all the bases we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And headline headline this hour from uh, baseball. We'll get back to the football in a little bit. We are monitoring all of our sources here at Fox Sports Radio. We have our entire team trying to figure out whether or not Brandon Staley will be fired or has been fired. The Charger coach, Chargers gave up 63 points in the Thursday night game to the Raiders. But as of this hour... Brandon Staley, at least it hasn't leaked out that he's been fired. Whether he's been fired or not, maybe we'll find out on Friday. But as of this hour, no nugget saying that Brandon Staley has been let go. So our lead will come from baseball. The hour of Otani returns. The magnum opus of the Hot Stove League. The Eagle has landed. Shohei Otani was officially introduced. In Dodger Blue, a big media get-together there. Shindig at Chavez Ravine. Gala News Conference. Uh, You saw any of this? Possibly not. Uh, Don't worry. I watched. So you would not have to watch this. Uh, The head of baseball ops, Andrew Friedman, wearing a suit. and Owner Mark Walter welcomed Shohei Ohtani to La La Land, although he's been living down the street. Uh, And uh, they just... Hugged him and said how great he is and all that. The Japanese sensation answered questions for about 25 minutes. About 25 minutes. He said that he can't wait to get going. Well, that's quite the quote. Didn't expect that. Uh, So let us discuss the question. Shohei Otani, his first meet and greet with the media as a Dodger. What are your thoughts? So I've got Iceberg, Dungeons, and Dragons And Gordon Gecko, And we'll put all of these things together. And we are going to make a crunchy taco, which is the proper way to eat a taco, a crunchy taco. All right. So number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right. All right. right, Stop. So I did, as mentioned, watch this. I did not attend. I wish I could have been there. I could not. Uh, I I tried to work it out logistically, but uh, Thursdays are a tough day. We have the radio show, and then I have to record the TV show, so I just could not logistically make it. But I did watch it, and so I got the gist of it and could not spend the time in the gridlock uh, L.A. traffic there to, to hear a bunch of sports cliches. I just watched it on my phone. But this was... And I've been to a lot of these over the years, and a lot of them involving the Dodgers. This was a paint by numbers news conference. You had the opening statement. You had kiss the owner's ass for spending money. You thank the fans. Uh, You talk about how great the organization is. It's standard chow. These news conferences are like religious revivals, they're pep rallies. Otani was polite, he was respectful, he was classy. And he was also as exciting as eating a plate of iceberg lettuce with no salad dressing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just keeping it real here. And I hope Otani hits 70 home runs a season as a Dodger. But in terms of value and talk radio as a soundbite, welcome to Dolesville, right? Just don't be Dollsville in the postseason. Because it was boring with a capital B. Okay, well, I mean, just say anything interesting at all. Uh, and he had his translator that was uh, passing on what he was saying. Now, second, will we see a more verbose version of Shohei Otani now that he is the most interesting man in the world of baseball as the $700 million man? So that question, that question is going to be debated. Will we get more of Otani? It is now is it his responsibility as the face of baseball internationally to be more open, uh, let us see behind the curtain. Uh, Otani, we are told, is the brightest light in baseball, uh, global phenomena and all that, box office celebrity. But he has certainly not been the mouth of baseball. You can't argue with that. And so I looked into my crystal ball. And as a distant relative of Nostradamus and friend of Nostradamus, who for some reason thinks Geno Smith is still good, I don't see this changing. I don't. Uh, And I'll tell you why. Shohei Otani, up until this point, played in Anaheim, where there are no media. Nobody covers the Angels. Uh, The the Angels don't want media there. They moved their press box down near the pearly gates. Uh, They they, uh, purposely don't want media coverage. That's a weird thing, but they don't want it. So no media really cover the angel. Uh, and now Otani's going to be surrounded by, there's tons of, of, of media freeloaders that cover the Dodgers. But he is, he's is he been taught the angel way, which is just ignore the media, don't talk, be boring, uh, and all that. And so it's not going to change. He's like an old phone book slogan from when I was a kid, the Yellow Pages Uh, He lets his fingers do the talking, or in this case, his bat do the talking, his lumber. And Otani is on a pedestal. He's very respectful. very kind. uh, Just doesn't have much to say. And uh, given the Dungeons & Dragons cloak of protection, if you will, insulated by a group of PR handlers, uh, people that run interference, and it's not going to change. There's no reason to change. You've done it this way. And you're dizzy from all the money that you have been given. Right? I mean, all of a sudden you think he's going to go out there and turn into Charles Barkley with the media. Uh, no, that's, that is not going to happen. Uh, that is guaranteed. All right, final point. So moving aside from Otani, uh, I saw a story bouncing around about Clayton Kershaw and his future. He's a free agent. He is said to be undecided. Whether or not he wants to come back after he pitched a playoff game that was a five-alarm fire at Chavez Ravine, he is contemplating the time-space continuum at this point, whether or not he wants to, to go on or head to a retirement community somewhere in the greater Dallas area. So the question on this is, how concerned should the Dodgers be that Shohei Otani will not come, or, or, or Clayton Kershaw, rather, will not come back? So how concerned should the Dodgers be that Clayton Kershaw would just That's it. I'm done. I'm going to retire. So they should not be concerned at all. They should go to Party City, buy some balloons and party favors, and have a big soirée. Big soirée for Clayton Kershaw. Okay. Uh, And uh, unpopular opinion. I know people love sentimentality and all that stuff, but I'm over this guy. Uh, I was there when the Rockets glared, and they were from the Diamondbacks bats in that fateful. Playoff game. So thanks for the memories. Need some new blood. It's appropriate that Kershaw's final game at Dodger Stadium would be a puke bucket start against Arizona where he literally left skid marks as he walked off the mound. Uh, I saw them. They were on the field there at Dodger Stadium. uh, And uh, didn't come under that much scrutiny despite one of the single worst performances you can possibly have in the postseason, tossed into the boiling cauldron uh, is, is what he is. Uh, now, meanwhile, so the Dodgers have Otani. He is signed, sealed, and delivered. What do the Dodgers now do for an encore? So everyone's telling me that Otani brings the magic dust, but the Dodgers need more icing on the cake in terms of the pitching. So you got to think of this like Gordon Gecko. In the iconic old movie Wall Street, all my movie references are old because I don't go to the movies anymore. But um, Michael Douglas, there, greed, as he said, greed for lack of a better word is good. The Dodgers have the biggest purse in all of baseball, right? The largest purse, and they need a couple of starting pitchers minimum as reinforcement. They already apparently got one. It's not official, official, but the Dodgers. And Rays have agreed to a trade that would send right-handed pitcher Tyler Glasnow and Manuel Margot to La La Land for a couple of uh, nondescript, uh, mostly minor league Dodger players. Uh, And uh, Glasnow, it's contingent on him agreeing to an extension, which is supposed to happen. Now, this guy's not a number one starter. He's also had Tommy John surgery, so he'll fit right in in the Dodger pitching room. when healthy in Tampa Bay. He chiseled some solid numbers and, and looked pretty good as a, as a number three starter on a good team. Not bad. Uh, not bad. But they got to get somebody else as well because, you know, the, they're going to go into spring training with this, the, the rotation is not great. And whatever they have, at least two of the guys will have Tommy John surgery by June. So they need to get a lot of starting pitching. It is the Ben Maller Show. And if you would like to be part, speakeasy rules are in effect, but we will take your calls, whether you're a newbie or an oldie, uh, any, any of the above. Uh, just call up, scream, shout, yell, have something to say. I uh, hazard a guess you can figure out how to call the show. Uh, and we're also on X, at Ben Maller. That is at Ben Maller. If you would like to be part of the main event, later this hour, we will have the somewhat popular, depending on where you, you live, Mallard of the Third Degree. Next hour, Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week and the Mallard Riddle of the Day. We'll have the Coop Scoop on entertainment later. Sports Jeopardy. If you miss any of this content, just follow the Ben Mallard Show podcast. It will be available shortly after we get done. We do four hours. We don't expect you to listen to all four hours live. You're not a loser like us. But if you miss any of it and you want to go back and hear uh, the content is all available with limited commercial interruption on the podcast, just follow the Ben Maller Show podcast. And if you miss the show on the weekends because we're not here, no, we are here. I have the Fifth Hour podcast, which will be up as well. We'll have a fresh episode later on Friday, only available in the podcast format. So you can't get that on traditional radio. Even I don't care where you are. But the podcast, you can go out in the woods and listen to it and knock yourself out and have a fine, fine Time.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show
5: weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Pauly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: I think Kobe and everybody in are prime, Kobe will win a one
2: on one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to
3: think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that,
5: see that,
1: ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella. Point game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> I mean, he was in a
0: culture shock, and then he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember
3: what I told you? I said, I said, OJ, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Maller. How about that?
0: To the third degree. Are you ready? This is when Big Ben
6: gets grilled. Go an article on The Athletic this week suggested that Russell Wilson has proved he's still a franchise quarterback. And at this moment, he is the likely week one starter for the Broncos in 2024. Ben, do you agree with either of those statements?
3: Uh, I, I, he is probably a likely starter because they, they're not going to want to eat the contract there. But he has not proven he's a franchise quarterback. That's, that's Hall of Fame bad take. I don't know who said that
6: on The Athletic, but that's a bad job by them. And who's paying for that, uh, that kind of content? Next. Things haven't exactly gone to plan so far with the Phoenix Suns, who made a big signing in the offseason with Bradley Beal. Uh, So far, the big trio of Beal, Booker, and Durant have only played one game together, and it was a loss last night to the Nets. Ben, do you think the Suns will put it together? Uh, Yes. Here's the thing. I mean, the NBA has changed. It used to be
3: you would try to win regular season games and be dominant. These guys don't really give a rat's ass about winning in the regular season. You really wait until about the all-star break to see when guys turn it on. uh, And
6: and that's when you judge things after that. Next. It's being reported that Zach Granke has had his representatives communicate to MLB teams that he's preparing to pitch in 2024. I'm sure he is. Yeah. Granke spent the last two years back in Kansas City. He's kind of sucked. Do you think anyone will sign him?
3: He's the kind of guy that somebody would give one of those non-roster contracts to, just uh, as maybe we'll keep you in the organization if some guys get hurt. So I'm going to go, yeah. I'm. I'm I, surprisingly, he'll get an invite to spring training. Doesn't mean he will make a team. How do we do?
6: You fail this edition. That
3: That's is right, a win. That is a win a for me. Oh, oh, please. You, you, Russell Wilson stinks. Come on. Stop. Woo! Fox
0: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame Week. Lame Week who? Who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week.
3: And every week at this time, Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Thank you all for sending your jokes. If you're a fan of the show and you want to send jokes in, you think you're funny and people want to hear your comedy, you can send those jokes in. Just put jokes in the headline. Email me, benmallershow at gmail.com. Benmallershow at gmail.com. Put jokes in the headlines. Do we have a fake weed man? Our real weed man's in jail right now. Do we have a fake weed man? Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Yeah, all right. Oh, thank you. Very sweet of you to flirt with me. Okay, here we go. Let's get to the jokes. Uh, What unit of measurement can be used to describe a large ship's volume and Lizzo's weight? Uh, I don't know. Gross tonnage. (laughs) (laughs) That was from professional... Professional comedian surfer Todd the comedian there uh, where did Lizzo go after getting lost in a minefield I uh, don't know Eddie she was in the air everywhere Eddie Holy <laughs> <laughs> <I said, no. laughs> damn jail <laughs> All right calm down we met uh that was from uh, Noah <laughs> Noah in Austin uh what did Lizzo tell her manager when she found out uh, they were going to the Llama Petting Zoo. Uh, I, I don't know. What did she tell our manager? Yeah, she said, alpaca uh, uh, a lunch for us. Is <laughs> uh-huh. That sounds like a Sam, an Iowa Sam Joe. Uh-huh. That's George and Uvaldi. Uh, how, Liz- how is Lizzo celebrating Hanukkah? Uh, not sure. Well, she eats eight jelly donuts, eight latkes, and eight servings of brisket, Eddie. So she's got all that. I ain't got my pants on, man. Well, this weed man's got a little Southern accent to him now. Uh, that's uh, Eric in Kansas. Why doesn't Santa Claus like going to Lizzo's house? Uh, she doesn't leave any cookies for him. Well, not only that, all the, all the milk's gone. Also, there's never any cookies or milk. That's Brendan and Baston. <laughs> What is, what is Lizzo's favorite college bowl game? <laughs> uh, boy, there's so many possibilities. Uh, yeah, Cheez-It no, no, bowl. Yeah, cheez-It bowl. She likes the Chick-fil-A bowl. That's yeah. what I mean, <laughs> Not open on Sunday, no. though. That's, a-
0: That's
3: Brendan from Boston. Hang uh, is- Okay, is this is this dead Uh Why doesn't Andrea ever read Lizzo's charts? Uh, I don't know why not. Because her full moon never rises, Eddie. Never rises. That's Chip in Maine. You got any jokes over there, Coop? Negative. All right. Who is Lizzo's favorite Steelers player? Uh, I don't know. Mitchell Bisquick. Big fan. Big fan. That's Kurt for Earth. All right, how, how is Weedman celebrating Hanukkah? In jail. No, he's begging for chocolate coins, Eddie. Right now he's, he's in Eric. <laughs> Eric in Kansas. I'm big what does what does Weed Man want? We're getting the Southern Arkansas version of Weed Man. What does Weed Man want for Christmas? Uh out of to be out of jail? I'm hungry. enough with the baloney he wants two front teeth and his 30 other teeth too Eddie. Eddie, he's in roseville minnesota it's really unfortunate that weed man hippie is homeless during basketball season eddie oh really why is that well he's a master of boxing out he's done it for years
0: (laughs) 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 all
3: right my god what's the difference between blair and weed man I don't know. What's the difference? One wants to only collect money to help a charity. The other is a charity case. That's Eric in Kansas. Lamb jokes of the week.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
3: Let's get you all of the entertainment news. Hooray for Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood. And the Coop Scoop on entertainment. And here he is. The coop loop Justin Cooper.
6: Thank you, Ben. We're gonna talk uh, movie theaters first, and uh, coming out this weekend in theaters right now is Wonka. Wonka, and... Wonka, Wonka. No, not no, that's, not that's that. Wonka, no. Wonka, oh, Wonka, This is Wonka, uh, as uh, you know, of the of the Willy variety.
3: You
1: get oh, sure. nothing. You
0: get
3: a golden ticket.
6: That is correct. Yes, a lot of a uh, lot of drops that we use on the show, but this is I a, a This is an origin story. Of Willy Wonka, and it stars Timothy Chalamet. Uh, Hugh Grant plays an Oopaloompa. There was a, a big uproar about that because, uh, you know, why didn't they cast a uh, little person to play an Oopaloompa Instead, they casted Hugh Grant. Ha ha. <laughs>
3: has that Snow White thing come out? Remember, where they there were people up in arms with that one. <laughs> no, that has not. They come put out. that on hold for now. Apparently, well, they actually listen to people.
6: Well. But I actually saw this uh, yesterday, and, uh, y- you know... Did you see the original Coop? The original Willy Wonka and the Chalk Factory? Yeah. Yeah, one of my all-time no, favorites. Not lo- the
1: uh, Johnny Depp version. The
6: uh, Yeah, no, I, I, lo- I love that movie. It's it's great. Yeah, it's I agree.
3: Right. That's a one from awesome. my childhood as well.
6: Yeah, yeah. love it too. Mine, mine too, yeah. But... um. Look, I, w- I will say it was uh, I was entertained. Uh, there's you know there's new songs which are not anywhere near as good as the original songs. Uh, I feel like and I, and I'm a fan of Timothy Chalamet, but I feel like he was maybe not the best choice to play Willy Wonka. Uh, he can sing, and so maybe that's why they did it. But uh, he just didn't capture the same uh, magic that you know Gene Wilder had. Well, you're
3: also older, Coop. You're not a kid.
6: Right. That's true. That is a, that is a good point. It is yeah. definitely uh, a, a movie geared towards children. So there was a lot of uh, moments where it's like you know that's they're looking for a laugh and and you're like okay well if I was five I'd probably be laughing at this but uh, <laughs> yeah. there, there is there is that that they do have that in this movie uh, but uh, overall I I enjoyed it and I would recommend it so uh, Wonka is in theaters uh, Olivia Coleman also in it as well how many, as uh, how
3: many buckets of popcorn do you give it Coop.
6: How many buckets of popcorn do I give the movie? Yeah. Out of how many buckets? Uh, ten buckets. Ten buckets. I would give it, uh, seven buckets. Seven buckets of popcorn. Yeah. Okay. Seven sure. Charlie buckets of popcorn. Ah, I see what you did there. Get your popcorn ready. Nice. All <laughs> right. Uh, moving over to television, uh, available right now on Netflix is the final six episodes of the hit series The Crown. Uh, that is available right now. The series finale. And uh, moving over to uh, today, we also have a new show on Netflix. It's a new animated comedy series. I'm interested in it. I will watch it, so I will get back to you guys on how good it is if you don't want to check it out for yourself. It is an adult animated comedy, uh, and it is called... Carol and the End of the World. And it is set in a world where Earth is about to be obliterated by a collision with another planet. And uh, we've got uh, other vo- some voices in it. We've got Alison Bree, Stephen Colbert, Jillian Jacobs, and uh, Martha Kelly is the, uh, the, l- the lead in that one. And uh, yeah, you know what? That's all that uh, piques my interest this oh. weekend. Did on, you see uh,
3: the story in Variety? They said that uh, I'm not really familiar with it. Rebel Moon. You familiar with that? Rebel I am. Moon? I am familiar with that. Did you see that the director said that he'd like to get LeBron James to be part of the cast? Oh god. Ugh. Um Rebel Moon. I don't I'm, know what that is, but
6: uh, uh, well, it's, Zack Snyder. Yeah, it's it's Zack Snyder and he like he, he wanted to do a Star Wars movie right and they and yeah, and it this didn't is happen his, for this is him, his so. Star Wars. Yeah but um, I'm actually I'm glad that you brought that up Ben because there was something else that I wanted to mention oh that look at that I, I bonus
3: content we have bonus content we'd like to alert all the affiliates down the line bonus content of the Coop Scoop on entertainment
6: yeah so Netflix has notoriously been very um, secretive about their, their viewing numbers all of their stats for, for their stuff and uh, they've now just now for the first time ever started and they're going to continue every six months they release a report which shows all of like the the viewing hours for every single title on there, um, with like a, a minimum you know number of viewing hours, and yeah. so that's available to the public. You can download that, check that out. Why, why um, are they doing that? Uh, that's a good I'm question. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. It's. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I yeah, mean, That whole be...
3: world, like the world of podcast downloads and streaming, I think is all corrupt. I think all those numbers are corrupt. Well, uh, I'm just a cynic when it comes to that. Stuff. They say
6: they're doing it now to be fully transparent, and, and I'm sure it has something to do with the, uh, the SAG-AFTRA, you know. Um,
3: oh, yeah, they got to pay money right yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so yeah, I just, you know, I, I looked it up and the, I think it's tied for like seven thousandth most streamed uh, uh, in the first six months of 2023, liar liar with 1.3. Hey, liar liar with yeah. 1.3 with million hours streamed. Nice. Like
3: that.
6: Send Look the at man that. some money. Yes, but uh, for those that don't know, if you're new to the show, Coop was the kid in Liar Liar. That he is that is correct. Liar, liar. Yeah. And uh, in case the, you're the, you're, the adorable
3: on, child, people think we're making that up sometimes, Eddie. We're not making that up.
1: I still haven't seen it. it.
3: <laughs> How can you, it's on all the time? I, it's I know. I want Coop
6: to watch it with me.
3: Somebody emailed me, too, if it was featured on like NBC uh, Peacock or something like that recently. Is that on, the str- on
6: the streaming platform or on NBC? On NBC? I think on streaming. Okay. I well, I mean, now I'm going to start getting a little something for that. I never did before. Uh, it's on demand. But uh, in case you're interested, the number one most streamed show on Netflix from January to June 2023 was season one of The Night Agent with 812 million hours viewed. Who? Yeah, I
3: don't don't
6: know. What? I actually watched that show. It's pretty good if you haven't checked it out. The Night Agent? The Night Agent, yes. Okay. Never heard of it. It's good. It's good. It's like a spy thing.
1: Never heard of them.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest
1: paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
2: This is